0: That, uh, ...that you guys uh, have requested topics, because a very interesting shot that came up last week that I never even knew was an issue, and it was a bit of an eye-opener for me, so I wanted to just share you share with you some, some thoughts on the topic. There's a, a fellow in my shul who is a dentist who specializes in implants, implant dentistry, and he told me that in... Many dental offices, even some general dentists, but certainly every periodontist and uh, implant specialist, they will have, uh, they, what they use for implants sometimes is cadaver bones. They use actually bones from, from dead bodies to use for dental implants. So his Shiloh was twofold. Number one, is that mutter to do? Are you allowed to use parts of a dead body to provide someone with teeth as uh, you know probably doesn't doesn't sound so pleasant but you know is it mostly to do it's very commonly done and number two if you're going to do it are you allowed to do it for a kohen? but the kohen issue is an even more difficult issue because not only are you allowed to do it for a kohen, is a kohen allowed to visit the dentist's office without first clarifying that there are no bones and no body parts from dead bodies because certainly if uh, every periodontist has in his office uh, parts of a dead body so that should cause a major issue for kohanim so let's say one issue at a time. The issue of, uh, first, whether you're allowed to get Hana'a from these dead bodies by, uh, by putting it in your mouth. And number two, whether a Kohen is allowed to, uh, to deal with it. So uh, whether a Kohen is allowed to receive such implants or even go to the dentist in the first place. So in general, the issue of Nivolamay. So there's a major discussion in the poskim, whether the issue of Nival Ames actually applies to non-Jewish dead bodies or only to Jewish dead bodies. We know that the mitzvah of Kvura only applies to Jewish dead bodies, that uh, the mitzvah of Kvura does not apply to non-Jews. What about Nival Ames, the issue of being with Nival Ames, or so, Mayor Shapiro and his are a Mayor, uh, Simon Ayin Dalid, has an interesting raya from Rashi on Chumash. Rashi, in uh, in Sefer Devarim in Perachav Aleph Pasuk Gimel, so the pasuk over there tells us that uh, when when Bazin executes somebody and the body is hung on a tree, over, the body should not be left hanging overnight. Ki talui, because it's like a curse of a Baruch Hu for something to be uh, to be left hanging like that overnight. That's what the pasuk says. Uh, so again, this is Rashi Devarim Perachav Aleph. So says Rashi, it's like a mushal, like you have two twins, two brothers who are identical twins, and one of them grows up to become the king, and the other one grows up to become a ganiv. So, But they look exactly alike. So the one that's a Ganav gets caught uh, for, uh, for mugging somebody, and they hang him, and everyone who sees him says, oh my gosh, look at that. The king is hanging. The, uh, the officer, the respectable person is hanging on the tree. So the king says, get him down from there. It looks terrible for me. So the, the nimshal is that we're created B'Tselem Elokim. And when a human being is hanging on a tree, it's a, it's, it's a terrible nivel to the mace. But it's not just a nibble to the mace. It's a nivel to HaKadosh Baruch Because we're B'Tselem we look just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu But when Rashi says that, he says that uh, the way he phrases it, is Shahada Mosul bit Muslim, Muslim you know? the Yisrael Heim banav and the Jewish people are the children of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and then he goes on and gives the Mashal. Ramban quotes the same Medrash, and leaves out that line of Yisrael Heim banav So, of Meir Shapiro Tainas, that depending on whether what, what the Rashi and the Ramban argue about, is whether the Isra of Nival Ames is on the Tselem Elkim, which every human being is created in, non-Jews as well, or it's on the experience of Arsini, which only Klali Yisrael has, and not non-Jews. But that's the issue of nivel a mace. That's not really so to us. What's more Nogatas to us is you're not doing the nibble, you're just getting the hana for the mace. You go to the dentist and uh, you have a tooth that fell out or whatever, so you have to put it in a fake tooth. He drills it to your, uh, to your jaw, whatever it is, however they do it. And uh, you're getting hanav by chewing and using that tooth for the rest of your life. So the issue of, uh, of hanav from a dead body is actually discussed in, at, at, in pretty good detail by Rabbi Bleich in his Contemporary Halachic Problems, Volume 4, he discusses uh, fetal tissue research, uh, getting hana from, uh, from, from from tissues, not tissue, from, from tissue of a, of a human body. Whether that's that's called hana or not, then he again discussed in a more recent uh, recent uh, issue of tradition where he discussed the body exhibit. You guys heard about this? <laughs> that there was something in Manhattan. Rabbi Kamenetsky told me he went with his kids. That they uh, they basically took a bunch of Chinese prisoners and they skinned them and they put them on exhibit. And everyone could come see in different uh, uh, bodies, human bodies and body parts and things like that. And it was a fascinating exhibit where there's basically people are making a profit off of uh, other people just looking at human bodies. So the question is, so he, dealt, he had a whole article about whether that's mutter, whether it's mutter to go or not. So the issue is, is it mutter to get Hana'a from a mace? Now, let's assume for a moment, which we probably have the right to do, certainly in the case of the Chinese prisoners, but even in the case of your local dentist's office, that the body parts that we're talking about are from a non-Jewish mace right, so are you allowed to get Hanah from a non-Jewish mace, so the Mishnah Melech in Hilchus Havel, Perekid Halach discusses this at great length he has several raios that it's mutter to get Hanah from a non-Jewish mace he has Yerushalmi in the 10th parak of Masecha Shabbos uh, uh, Halakha He, which I don't really have time to get into the details right now but it's a very fascinating ride from Yerushalmi and he has other raios as well there's Gemara Masechus Becheros that tells us that Rabbi Shmael wanted to confirm how many organs there were in a human body, so they took the body of a Zona who was condemned to Misa by the secular authorities, she was already killed and they dissected her body and they counted up the organs and they found out that there were 252 organs in her body, so uh, the Chassam Sofer says, well, wait a second, what were they doing dissecting a, a human body for it what, who gave him the head to do that so Chassam Sofer says, must be because it's a non-Jewish body, a non-Jewish body it's mutter to get hanah from so that's, there, there are several rites, of Mishal Melech has that it's muter, to get hanah however, the Shulcharach and both when they quote the Isser of being Nana from a mace, both do not make any distinction between a Jew and non Jew. They just say it's Asr min bin a period. And they leave it at that, which strongly implies that it's Asr to be Nana even from a non Jewish mace. Even stronger than that, the Shulchanach Nyardesh Shin <speaking> Mem Tasif Aleph says that you're not allowed to get Hanof from Tachrikhe a mace, Bain Shal Yisrael, Bain Shal gai. You're not allowed to get enough from the tachrich and from the shrouds that they bury a person in, even a non-Jewish person. Now you're not even allowed to get anah from the Tachricha, a mace of a non-Jew, kalv'chomer. you shouldn't be allowed to get anah from the mace itself. So it seems that the Shulchanaruch is machmir on this issue. Um, nevertheless, in Kesef Mishnah, he seems to waver on it a little bit. In Kesef Mishnah, in Hilchus Erechin, uh, v'charam, in Perekai Eloch Yudzayin, he seems to assume that there's not an Isra na from from the, the from a non-Jewish dead body. There's a uh, The Mishnah Melech tries to ta'ina that this is actually the machlokas between Dover Melech and Shaul. When, Dav- when Michal was taken away from David, and David says, give me Michal back, the, the same Michal that I was mekadesh with mea arlos plishtim with a hundred plishti foreskins so Shaul, had a Davin Amelk a hundred plishti foreskins, that's what he needed to give Shaul in order to get Michal's wife Where is he, you're going to get a hundred plishtim to stand still while, uh, while you take the foreskins, nah it must be that they were dead, and he took a hundred dead plishti foreskins so David was saying, look, it was a Shavah that you're allowed to get anah from it must not be Yisuri now. you're allowed to get off from mace, it was a Shavah the condition was valid. And Shaul is saying, no, the Kedushin wasn't valid, because the hundred plus three g- foreskins aren't worth the shavuot because it's Asr May say Akum, are also Asr It's a creative reading of the whole discussion of David and Shaul, but whatever it is, it's at least a safkin halacha, whether you're allowed to get hana'ah. So, Bimakum Tzarech Rav Moshe was mekel. When it's a major Tzarech, and, there's, and there aren't really too many alternatives, Rav Moshe was mekel to, uh, to rely on those that you're allowed to get hanah from say Akum. Now, What's called a tzorach? You ask 10 different dentists whether the artificial stuff is better or whether the, uh, the actual uh, cadaver bones are better, and you'll get 10 different ants. Well, two different answers, but you'll get five and five. You'll get, you'll get split psak from the dentist themselves. So is that really called that uh, there's no other alternative? Is not so passionate at all. But that's in terms of the Isra of Hanaa. What about the, uh, the isra of Tuma for Kohen? So this is a more straightforward issue. The halacha is that an etzim kisaura is metame b'maga masa uh, v'lo ba'ohel. That an etzim kisaura, a bone the size of a saura, the size of a barley bean, is, uh, is metame by touching it, by carrying it, but not metame ba'ohel. Now, if that's the case, so when you impl- implant that little bit into a Cohen's uh, mouth, it is an etzim kasa'ora, usually. It is the size of a saora. It's not a kazayas, but it's a saora. So it's going to be metamehim, bimaga and bimasi. He's carrying it around with him all day. But being in the office with uh, with someone else's implant is not going to be a problem. So if a uh, you know friend has a dental implant, so being in the same room with his friend is not going to be a problem. It's not going to You probably shouldn't... Uh, Touch his friend's teeth or carry his friend, I don't know. But, uh, but it's not going to be a problem if he's, uh, if he's in the same room. But a dentist, Mistama, doesn't just have one implant, he has a whole bunch of raw material that he has to work with. So he might have a Kazayis Minamese even to, in, in the office. So that gets into the major issue of whether a Kohen is allowed to be Mitame, whether, not whether Kohen is allowed to, whether a Mese akum, non Jewish Mesim, are Mitame, but in the first place. The Shulchan Aruch seems to assume may ikaradin non-Jewish Mesum are not ba ba'ohel, but he recommends being machmir. That's when it's not a major tzoruch to be machmir. I think we saw last year, we had a whole discussion about this, Roshach likes to point out the rashash and some others that are machalic between different types of ohel. That when you're in the same room as a May, mes, even mesayakum, so that's, uh, so that, 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 that is not, then mesayakum are not going to be Mitame, But to be ma'ihil over mesayakum, or mesayakum me ma'ihil over you, and even Meseyakim will be Matame. This is a major shiloh that comes up a lot of times. Uh, Kohanim asks, I've been asked this question a few times, if a coworker worker uh, lost a relative and they have a wake. Uh, so what do they do at a wake? So they keep a dead body out there and everyone has hors around the dead body. I'm not really <laughs> sure what the procedure is, but they're in the same room as the dead body. So the coin wants to know, it's a, it's a Chinese co-worker, it's, a, it's an African-American coworker. there's no way that the person is Jewish. Definitely not Jewish. Can I go to the wake? so the Aruch says adin, if you're in the same room as Meisei Akum it's not a major problem but uh, if it's not a major tzoruch, you should be you should, be, uh, you should try to be malchmir. I asked a few post and they told me that the minig is that uh, for business purposes we, we're Mekel with these things but uh, okay so that might be when there's a uh, when there's a Tzorach but for a coin to go to a dentist who uh, dafka happens to be carrying more than a and a Mace of Meisei Akum in his office if uh, when it's not a Tzorach we should really try to the Cohen might want to call the dentist first. General dentist, you could probably assume doesn't have it, but the periodontist or whatever might want to call up first. He might want to call up and say, just verify that he doesn't have. Uh, he certainly can't get the implants because that's netzam kiso or it's But uh, but to be in the office, he should probably call up and verify first that they don't have the stuff hanging around their office, um, and uh, or use, uh, use a, 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 a specialist who uh, who uses artificial stuff and not the uh, not, not the cadaver bones. Uh, so that you don't have to worry that the stuff is in his office. You should know. Sometimes dentists keep bones in their office anyway. There are dentists that, that, uh, that like to keep skulls in their in their office too, for educational purposes to show you what they're doing, that, oh, this is that tooth and that's that tooth. And they keep an actual human skull in their office. If you're a Kohen, you may want to be wary of that. And if you're a dentist, you may want to be more sensitive to the Kohanim out there and to, uh, and to let them know. So I told this fellow that if you ever do use cadaver bones, you should tell your Kohanim patients uh, you know what the story is, what, how much you have in your office, and let them ask a shayla. Their Rav may hold it totally fine or whatever. You certainly, their Rav is not going to hold that you can use it. I, I can't imagine that, that he's going to hold that, but uh, you, have to, you have to be sensitive to, uh, to other people as well. So it was an a eye-opening thing for me. I never even heard of such a thing. And the guy said, yeah, we use cadaver bones all the time. It's not pikuach nefesh. For pikuach nefesh, it's okay. You're going to go and you're going to take uh, you know, a liver from, from somebody, uh, you know, so, something that's going to save somebody's life, a kidney you're going to tell you do a kidney transplant, a liver transplant, it's going to save someone's life, so pikoach nefesh, so we're not worried about any of these things. So we don't have to worry about anything for pikoach nefesh. This isn't pikoach nefesh. Having a, one type of implant versus another is not really pikoach nefesh. Now, there are those dentists that argue, well, not having implants at all and just having dentures or something like that could be very unhealthy because if a person's not comfortable with it, it's going to change their whole uh, uh, nutrition because they're not going to eat properly and everything like that. That may be the case. It may be, I have a status of chalakol gufo, but it, even that wouldn't make it pikoach nefesh, but certainly if you have a choice between artificial or, uh, or, or, or animal bone or human bone it's not pikoach nefesh to, to use human bone so it's something that we should be aware of, I was never aware of it before two days ago something that we should be, be aware, aware of going forward